Welcome to Distance and Intimate, a podcast hosted by the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Justice Committee of the James Madison University Student Government Association. We are excited to have this space to have intimate conversations about issues on diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice in the James Madison University community and our society in general. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Thank you guys for joining us today on another episode for our DEIJ podcast. Today we're joined by Torch, a first-gen organization on JMU's campus. Um, My name is Carla Hernandez. I go by she, her, hers pronoun. Hi, my name is Bianca Salguero. I'm the co-president of Student Affairs in Torch, and I'm a junior. I'm a health science major, and I go by she, her, hers. Hi, I'm Sid. I'm treasurer of Torch here on campus. Um, and I am a health communications major, sophomore, and I go by she, her, her pronouns. Hi, my name is Andrea Mariscal. I go by she, her, hers. I'm a political science major and sociology minor, and I'm a member of Torch. Hi, my name is Alexia Munoz. Um, I am the co-president of University Affairs for Torch. I'm a junior psychology major, and I go by she, her, hers pronouns. All right, thank you guys so much. Um, So we're here today to talk about what being first gen actually means. Today we're gonna dive into topics of Torch being a resource on campus and just talking a little bit more about being first gen. Um, So what helped you most in your first year of college? Uh, What about the following years, your sophomore, junior, and senior year? Anybody can answer. Um, I can start real quick. So my first year going into JMU was kind of hard, not gonna lie. Um, I felt like I was the only, well, not even just first generation student, but also just um, a Latina on, especially in my dorm room. But um, I think the thing that helped me out the most was the Latino Student Alliance. I felt like I found like a a group of people that could really relate to me. And um, I could talk to them about very sensitive topics that I was dealing with as um, a first-gen, but also um, just a Latina on, on campus. I would say the thing that helped me the most at my first year of college and still ongoing is like um, finding like a social group, I would say. Like I'm also a part of CSP, it's, it's a, the Centennial Scholarship Program. And through there, there's a lot of low-income and first-gen students, Mm -hmm. too, and minority students. And I was able to um, not only relate with a lot of the other students, but we were also able to share our stories and come together and um, just feel a little bit more comfortable at JMU, especially with it being a PWI. And Mm -hmm. I also joined LSA, and um, just by putting myself out there, networking, um, I was able to find like my people and that made me feel very comfortable and like it pushed me further to continue my education because it can be very um, intimidating, especially not coming to college ever. You don't know what you're getting yourself into, but it's nice to have like someone beside you to go along Mm -hmm. the way. Um, Similar to Bianca, I was um, part of like the Valley Scholars Program which is kind of a like high school version of the Centennial Scholars Program. And going into JMU, I already had like my cohort that I had been with for like five years, right? And so seeing those like familiar faces on campus was very much like beneficial to just me not feeling like an outsider. Um, 
However, I think I did find even more support just by like mentorship. So um, <clears throat> the associate dean of the Honors College, Dr. Montoya, she really took me like under her wing my first year and my first semester. Um, it was her first year at JMU as well. So we were kind of like going in this together. And just like her advice and like her knowledge and her wisdom about being first gen, about being Latina, and like her journey to getting her PhD and then coming to JMU, um, a lot of things we could relate on and she had amazing advice for me as um, like a transitioning student and also helping me figure out like what path I belonged on um, in this campus. Um, I would say for me, um, my first year, I came in during like the height of COVID. Um, so my main like my the main thing that helped me really was the support from my dad and my stepmom um my dad had tried to go to college ended up um dropping out due to personal reasons and um it was really hard like seeing the worth in what i was doing online and like not making a ton of friends because i was in the dorm all the time it just kind of felt really like lonely and and kind of like it was always going to be bad so it was like that encouragement from them saying like you know like just keep going like it's not about friends it's not about status like this is about your career like you're here to further yourself don't worry about like what people think or what like what certain classes you can't pass or things like that just just do what you have to do Thank you guys for sharing. Um, we're going to move on into like, what is a common struggle you notice among first year students, particular, particularly for like first gen students? The first thing that comes to mind is feeling like you don't belong. You know, there's such thing as the imposter syndrome. And even till this day, not only my first year, like I still sometimes I'm like, like you, you know, one around mm -hmm. you is, um, well, I'm a health science major and a pre-PA. And oftentimes I'm the you know the only like person of color Latina mm -hmm. or like first gen um, low income person in there. So you're just like um, no one understands me. Like what what am I even doing here? Um, and it it can get to you, and it's very hard to overcome it. You just have to like push through it by you know, just pushing it through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. I feel like there's um definitely like a confidence issue with, with first gens. I feel like everything that I've been able to accomplish up until now as a junior, I feel like I've questioned so many times because I'm like, uh, should I, I feel like I shouldn't even be in this position in the first place. Um, like something that like always blows my mind away is um, being a president of an organization. Like I never thought I would be able to like go up until that point, but because of like everything that I've worked, um, like by getting myself out there and working hard and kind of um, networking with not only students, but like professors, it's gotten me to this position. And sometimes I have to be, I have to take a step back and kind of be like, I did that. Like I was able to do that and fight for it. Um, so yeah. I was gonna like agree with the imposter syndrome, definitely. I feel that a lot um, in my personal life. But another thing that I see that first-gen students and first-year students in general struggle with is mental health. Mm -hmm. um, on campus recently, we've had like a ton of um, like detrimental events happen with mental health and it's made 
the community and like all of the students kind of just freeze and realize like this is an ongoing issue and even if we don't talk about it in everyday life it's important in our in our like independent lives um because even with our careers like personally we get in our heads about like oh i'm not worth anything you know like i i don't belong anywhere and things like that those those also tie into our personal lives as well so i feel like it's important to highlight those with with being first gen and everything yeah definitely i'd agree um my first year my social anxiety was through the roof i didn't even know i had anxiety first of all this whole time i like i was just like oh like i just get nervous i'm just shy just anti-social because this was so different it was so far removed from what i grew up with i grew up in um and so definitely mental health affects it and then not until now that I, my junior year i'm so much more comfortable and confident in myself like I will take up the space mm-hmm. I deserve. Like, yes, like you, like yes. I'll be in class. Like before I wouldn't talk, like I try to be quiet. Now I'm like, mm-hmm. no, you're gonna listen to my opinion. Especially in some certain classes, I don't know what it has to do. Like I experienced a lot of microaggressions mm-hmm. and it would really upset me and that put me even, like feel like I less belong here, you know? It just made me more um, just like JVU at a certain point. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, like, I don't know, I just, I feel like I just learned and grew and as I grew confidence not to let those comments and beliefs affect me just because they think they're lesser, that I'm lesser than them doesn't mean I really am. Mm -hmm. I know I earned my spot here. I deserve to be here. And I'm just as um, intelligent and capable as they are. And once I really believed that, not only was I telling myself constantly, like, like now I actually like think, <laughs> think that way. And like, I, I'll like think back to my freshman year, how, how different I've become and how I'm more willing to like raise my hand, like put yeah. input, um, speak to my professors. And um, that has improved my mental health. Um, yeah. Like, I also feel like being first gen, like we have to like work like twice as hard to like prove to like, I feel like internally to ourselves, to our parents, to like all outside figures, like I personally feel like there's just so much pressure to like figure out like what you need to do financially, figure out classes, things like that. So it's like, you know, it's very difficult. And to jump in, uh, why is it important for first gen students to attend college? Why do you guys think it's important? I think with you, with what you said, um, we have to work two times harder. I... Well, I know a lot of Latinas that don't decide to pursue um, further in school, and I feel like it puts us at a bigger disadvantage because everything's already, uh, like, we don't get any handed to us. Mm-hmm. We don't always have, like, connections. Our, our, mm-hmm. our families can't put us on, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> with their company, and they're, we got, like, you know, we made it. Like, yeah. um, this is, like, the bare minimum for us to then mm-hmm. go further on in life and be able to be successful that's just my personal opinion because I'm like if I don't if I didn't go to college where would I be like how do I even get to somewhere when even as I'm right right here right now you know in college I'm still trying to figure out how to network Mm -hmm. so that I can make connections and get to where I want to be because this is just like this is only the beginning I think it's also important to be like role models for like the younger generation even though the younger generation is like very smart I think 
like us being up and coming and like being the first in our family like that's just gonna like set it up set our whole family up for success down the line right Mm -hmm. like breaking like those generational barriers and like creating like generational wealth like all these things are important for us and it's like the main reason why our families came to America in the first place so it's important to honor that but also you know create your own pathway for those like following you going off of like creating your own path I was gonna say um, it's kind of like it's important for first gen to go to attend college because um, it rewrites the script Mm -hmm. like personally for me I feel like um, a ton of people assumed from me growing up that I was just gonna be another product of my environment Mm -hmm. and um, I I wanted to rewrite the script Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something different and not just be another tally on the board of somebody who does the same life over and over again. So I feel like it's important to to have that different voice in college settings, especially because we need to be heard and like our struggles are valid, our stories are valid. What are some useful resources for first-generation students at GMU? Oh my gosh, there's so many resources. I feel like I've used up every single resources, resource here because like everything, you know, we pay for it. So I took advantage of that. Exactly. Um, so there's definitely um, things like the community, not the community, the um, the service learning. Oh my God, what is it called? It's an SSC. Community I'm, service learning? Learning no, no, strategy no. center? Instruction center? Yeah, yeah the learning. Um, LSI? LSI? I don't remember. Or, or the... <laughs> oh, yeah, I literally had it in my head. No, it's just okay. <laughs> but um, it's, it's basically... It's like downstairs the um, SSC. SMLC? No. <laughs> what is it called? I the Science Math Learning Center? Um, um, those are the only just, things. Just look it up for our... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, bro, why did I just blank out on that? It's, um, well, it, it's like... It's the, on the first floor? Yeah, it's the Writing Learning Center, the Math Learning Center. That's SMLC, yeah. that's yeah. Science Math Learning Center. Okay, so yeah, there's <laughs> the learning, learning centers. centers. They're just the learning centers. Oh, and centers. there's a Writing Center, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm dead, oh my gosh, I completely forgot. But yeah, the um, the Learning Centers really, like, help me out, because, I don't mm-hmm. know, Um, I feel like uh, I, I grew up in Northern Virginia, and we had a pretty good education system, but it, there was definitely... Like, uh, like the transition into college was like kind of difficult, and trying to keep up with the rigorous courses that I was taking, especially as a political science major, it was kind of tough. So those resources came in handy, and not only that, but also just like the um, counseling center here, they really helped me out when I really needed it the most, when I questioned my own abilities, um, and. Uh, yeah, it, it really, it just, like, made me feel a lot more comfortable and just able to continue, you know, the process of being a student here. Same I, here with the Counseling Center. So. Yeah, I also have <laughs> the Counseling Center, um, although, like, some may say, um, Counseling Center is, like, a stepping stone into, like, helping, like, into therapy, and I do agree, I, I took advantage of of like that resource and it really helped me I am where I am like in a much better place thanks mm-hmm. to them um, and I also use the learning center I'm a health science major I was a nursing major and I'm a pre-physician assistant so I take like chemistry I'm currently organic chemistry statistics phys- um, and yeah the, they definitely <laughs> help out <laughs> and also office hours and I don't know if you guys know the peer assisted 
the past mm-hmm. um, leaders. Um, past is great. <laughs> and you know, that's specific mm-hmm. for your your class. And you kind of just go over like what you're learning every every chapter mm-hmm. every day, and like your TAs. Some some classes have TAs, the teaching assistants, and sometimes I feel like they can honestly be much help than the professors because you have more of a better communications because there are students as well, and it's just easier to like ask them questions. And they took that same class themselves, so they um, know firsthand how to get through whatever mm-hmm. in the curriculum you're trying to get through. Another um, resource that I try to utilize is um, the Office of Financial Aid and Scholarships. Um, I will ring them up any day of the week about any issue I have with FAFSA, with taxes, with budgeting. Like, I will, I'll show up in person if you don't answer my call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, they definitely help me um, navigate, like, paying for school on my own, um, if I have anything owed a certain semester and things like that. And they definitely help um, de-escalate my stress mm-hmm. when I come in because they get so much of that all day long. And it's it's very helpful to me. Something I would emphasize is for any like first-gen student coming into JMU or any like um, college campus, like finding your safe space is really important. And you know you don't have to be tied down to just one area, but there are so many different clubs, departments out on campus that can be your safe space with people who are like like-minded and same value as you. Uh, for me personally, I found um, a unique safe space in CMIS. That's our like Center for Multicultural Student Services. Um, they're just like very welcoming there. All the students and faculty who work there have been very welcoming, and they put so much effort into hosting events. Um, for like Heritage Months and all the multicultural students on campus Um, but I'm pretty sure in coming years they're gonna start making like a first gen space in SSC I don't know if that's like public information but um, (laughs) what's it called Um, even though I find like CMIS as a safe space I think there are other first gen students who could find either CMIS or this new space as a resource for them but again, like not be tied down to just one. Um, there are multiple places out there on campus where you can find people similar to you. So I would say like go and like search for them. Also, torch. We're literally I'm made for that. Like our our club. Gotta put the torch. It's for first gen and low income students. We're gonna students jump into community. torch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is like you. You guys can use the space to talk about torch if you want to. Like. Um, we're gonna be talking about Torch now, so any case. <laughs> um, I guess I'll begin, yeah. So my position right now is the co-president of University Affairs, so I deal with like a lot of like overseeing like how we communicate with like admissions or like professors, different departments on campus and promoting Torch in that way. Um, we were officially recognized by JMU in the fall of 2020, so we're very new um, and we're still small, but we're working on growing Um, our presence on campus and also outreaching to prospective students so they know that they have this organization here on campus when they come in Um, so again they can find that space where they're welcomed. Um, I think the past exec did a great job at like setting up Torch. Um, They put a lot of work in so we're just trying to again build that, build our reputation and also create new ideas in ways that we can support um, the first generation and low income students on campus um, by providing either social events, so like community dinners, 
um, or game nights, stuff to create community, and also educational and like informational events, like helping with enrollment and talking about housing and how to find um, like affordable meals, stuff like that, that all first gen struggle with. Um, I would say um, Torch is about definitely about helping um, everyone from whatever they have they need help with especially with like filing taxes like registering for classes even if you need like after grad help or assistance any resources in that area we um, help with that personally um, my role is the treasurer this is our first year that Torch is trying out having a treasurer um, and in my role, I um, keep track of our um, financial partnerships that we have on campus, um, try to like get those requests in for events we have, um, help brainstorm like um, how we can get funding, things like that. I handle our budgeting paperwork. Um, we partner with Flip National that helps um, other first generation orgs on other campuses worldwide. Um, they're really nice, really crucial to how we function on campus. Um, yeah, things of like that. And um, TORCH, again, stands for Together Obtaining Resources for College Help. It's very lengthy, but, I mean, that's what it is, so. Yeah, it's in the name. And I'm yeah. I, I'm the co-president of Student Affairs, so I deal with, like, bridging that gap with the students, mm -hmm. the, the members that are um, general body members that are coming in in an exec. I also send out the emails and I like to make sure to just plug in any essential information that I feel will benefit any any of our uh, general body members, like any uh, scholarships, mm -hmm. uh, um, any events like that. I'm sorry, I blanked out. What's it called? The, the Career Center. Yeah, the, the Career Center sets up. We also have uh, people come in uh, we all we've had someone from the Learning Strategies Instruction Center, from from the career career academic planning. career academic planning, and then they have um, showed us the resources they have available and like present to our general body members what they do on campus so that people can get a more direct feel and see what the resources on campus do and. Um, so, like, what what do you think, like, JMU can, like, do better to advertise to, like, first-gen population? Just because, like, you know, like, JMU isn't perfect. Like, there's multiple things that they can change. So, like, I think this is, like, a perfect time to, like, emphasize, like, something that you guys would like to see or, like, you know, what how they can better support first-gen students. The first thing that comes to my mind, um, so as part of TORCH, like I said, we're trying to build our, like, representation and get our name out on campus so we have done a little bit of like uh, tabling events so we've been present at like choices open houses things like that but one thing that we run into as like an issue is that at these events at choices at open house there aren't that many first-gen families coming and represented so um, something that I would urge like JMU to consider is you know intentionally reaching out to first-gen families um, bilingual families, um, families of all different cultures and like um, locations and just reaching out to them in a form that's more effective and um, again being intentional about bringing them onto campus and that can start as early as 
choices that can start as early as like um, a student's like junior year of high school, um, even like springboard. Um, we can, you know, have accommodate for these parents who have no idea what's going on and have no idea what JMU is, what college campuses usually look like. And also, you know, partnering with Torch so like we can accommodate for those incoming students and even communicate with the parents as well. Um, so just getting them more accustomed to campus life early on and being intentional about reaching out to these families. I definitely agree with the with the putting in more effort. Personally, my mom came with me for choices and I literally cried because I always tell the story because my mom speaks Spanish. So um, she took my brother, my brother was 12 years old. He had no idea what, what they were talking about, like an orientation and stuff like that. And my mom, and so it, it made me so sad because I was, I couldn't be with my family because, mm -hmm. you, you know, you're set apart, like you need to be with your friends. Mm -hmm. And one, I was afraid that my mom would get lost in the bus because mm -hmm. how, how did that work out? My mom had no idea what they were talking about, the mm -hmm. orientation. She was like, wow, I felt so dumb. I was just standing there having no idea. And I was telling your brother like, oh, what are they saying? But my brother was like, no help. Like also like they don't know about the college. You know what I mean? Like what? Yeah, no, so no. I feel like I, um, maybe a little pamphlet in Spanish or in oh other, God, exactly. or a little code that like exactly. translates into other, cause you know, we also have um, uh, international students. So it's not only people in Spanish. But I remember it just like broke my heart that as much as I want her to be involved in my experience mm -hmm. in college, she can't because yeah. she has no idea and <laughs> there's no resources for her to even yeah. be able to understand. And um, that's something I always reflect on. Mm -hmm. And one, it was so embarrassing. I was crying in front of everyone, all their parents and stuff like that. And I was just like, I just want my mommy. <laughs> I was literally calling her like, I need to help her. Like, what's going on? She was chilling. She was like, oh, I had no idea. But we got into this bus and here I am. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like there's so many things that I feel like Jamie doesn't even realize as uh, I like to believe they care and, and they're putting they are starting to put in more effort like yeah. we as source like we go to choices uh, we do tabling we're, we're on panels like they ask us to be a part of it and they always tell us that they're grateful that we are putting it out there mm -hmm. and representing first gen students and showing them the resources that are available on campus um, so we're like bridging that gap. Uh, and I'm sorry, I don't know where I was going with that. But there's definitely more that can be done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say one important thing is more um, first-gen events. I know other than us, like, and, like, official, like, holidays, where it's, like, first-gen, official first-gen day, I don't see anything else <laughs> that the campus does for first-gen students specifically. And personally, I would have loved to have a first-gen advisor that specifically yeah. knows how to help first-gen students or You're was a first-gen student. I didn't even yeah. think about that. That because, would be wonderful because yes. some advisors are not helpful at all. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I'd just be doing everything by myself. I'm exactly. just like, you know what? I'm teaching myself. I'd be like Googling. I'm my, yeah. advisor, <laughs> I'm my advisor, I'm my professor, I'm my therapist, I'm my everything. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I have to reach through so many doors to answer one simple question. Yeah. Oh and it's really frustrating. Yeah. And sometimes it like kind of backfires when I know I have so much to do. Like kind of sure. what we were talking about, like we have to figure out our money management. Like yes. how are we, you know, um, we have to figure out like rank letters. We got to make connections. Uh, what are we going to do if we're going to go to grad school? How are we going to get into careers? And it just, it makes me not want to do anything. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, it brings in frustration and like guilt almost. And mm -hmm. it, it shouldn't be like that. And especially 
another thing is talk about us in media talk about us in your campus tours mm-hmm. talk about us in your introductions to the university i don't if you go on jmu's instagram do you see any posts about first-gen students I haven't seen a single one, and mm-hmm. it's my sophomore year. Yeah, and <laughs> so, that's why when we've done tabling, they're like, "Exactly, oh, good job, like, like good for it. you." And I'm like, "Okay, thank you." My my thing with JMU is like that, like a little section, every like, single little thing. Shouldn't you be happy that we're like exactly that we're coming here and we feel comfortable? Yes, right. like yeah. like it would be not, but you have to it's, go through all those hurdles, mm-hmm. and then you realize, oh, I love JMU. Like, right, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it should be from the get go, feel comfortable. No, exactly. Yeah, like I just feel like sometimes, not sometimes, like all the time, JMU like says that they care about you and they're gonna mm-hmm. cater to you, and then they do one event and that proves that supposedly they care. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean anything it's just, like, because like, my thing is like it's, you continuously have to be active. You right. continuously have to like show support that you care. Yeah about your students mm-hmm. and like represent all students not just like you know a, a per like you know <laughs> but what i'm trying to say is that it's just like what i like what you you're saying like do events do this yes. but just like constantly like push like our name out there and uh-huh. do things like that so mm-hmm. does anybody else have anything they want to add Okay, what advice would you give to other first generation students who will be starting college in the fall? You gotta put yourself out of your comfort zone. That was the hardest thing Mm -hmm. for me to accept because I would just be my little shell, like, you know, get my my things done. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do my work. Um, You know, I'm gonna get through, because that's how I got through high school. I'm like, you know what? I don't know how I'm gonna get to college, but I'm gonna get there no matter what it takes. So I just like focus on studying, studying, studying. But it's like, once I got to college, I realized socializing is so important, like networking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be able to get through this all by yourself because not only is um, it more rigorous, like this, your classwork and um, your tests and everything, but you're going to face other hurdles in life as an adult now that you didn't when you were in high school and you don't have your parents with you all the time. Yeah, um, so, yeah so you just got to get yourself out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say something that I've struggled with and I feel like other first gens might be able to relate to is that like I'm terrible at asking for help. But I've realized Same. that yes. <laughs> I have rather do everything I by myself. So I'll drown guilty. before I exactly. ask. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I always feel so guilty asking for help. I'm not used to it and you know like helping my family like throughout the years and even like getting myself to college, like that was all me. Mm-hmm. Like I did it on my own and like I, like we just said, we answer our own questions most of the time. But I've realized that like when I do ask for help and like most times it does pay off. Like if you need money, there's money on this campus for you. Like if you want to see like if you need help with like schooling or like anything like your social, like mental, anything like that, like there are resources for you on this campus and resources that like you might not even know about. Mm-hmm. So like once you ask and once you like put your voice out there, um, you'll get results and in turn it'll help you in the long run but also like you'll be able to like what's it called um, help those around you you'll be able to help your friends and help those coming in like younger than you um, and just be more aware of like what this campus has to offer so definitely don't be afraid to ask for help um, no matter who it is and um, especially if you like create a close connection with like a faculty member or someone just like older than you definitely don't be afraid to reach out 
Yeah, and I feel like another thing that I feel like first gen like tend to like focus on is like being perfect. Mm-hmm. But like it's so cheesy sometimes, but like no one's perfect. Like sometimes you put up this like face that like everything's going well and sometimes you fail and your like whole like confidence goes down. But, you know, like even like like you know, um, athletes have, like, haven't gone on their varsity teams. I don't know who <laughs> did that, but I remember <laughs> hearing that once. But, you know, but there's always setbacks, but from there you learn a lot from yourself. And also, you know, you get to the point where you're like, wow, even though I, I, I like, failed an exam, I still, like, was able to get an E- minus in the class, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's always just about, you know, talking, like, being able to, like, check on yourself and just being able to move on from them yeah and to and to piggyback off of that like again with like the um with being like a perfectionist I would say like make sure you're happy and make and make sure you take time to stop and smell the roses like your your career isn't all about grind all of the time that's how you get burnt out I like personally I like to take classes that I enjoy like I've taken a philosophy class and that's not required of me at all I've taken an anthropology class that's not required of me at all I like make sure you're taking things that you enjoy and make sure that the moves you're making are ones that are gonna make you happy in the end don't work towards a career that's gonna make you unhappy just mm-hmm. because it pays well. Right. Yes. Ooh. Yes. That's such a big thing that that's our parents camera. tell us, <laughs> and that's why I feel like uh, with the perfectionism mm-hmm. is you, you have so much pressure. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or you have to be successful, and you want to make my thing, my motto, and everything that gets me through. And hopefully, when I get to be a PA, is I just want to make my family proud yeah, and exactly, look yeah. back and be like every single little thing I've gone through is all worth it because in the end I made it here yeah. and I have siblings and cousins and everything I do is for them but then it's also like you also have to think about yourself yes. you can't just be doing all of this for others mm-hmm. what about yeah. me I want to be happy at the end of the day yeah. yes. and so it didn't take me till my junior year once you s- see those mm-hmm. setbacks and you like humble yourself and you're yes. like, okay, I guess I can't do everything <laughs> but sure. that's okay you know I'm gonna work with what I got and um, I finally am more happy as I'm taking different routes uh, mm-hmm. to the path um, I, I want to get to like mm-hmm. as a PA I first came in well first of all at first why I wanted to be a nurse also ooh, what is it what advice I would give to first gen students is you don't always stick to the major you are in yeah, and that is okay sometimes your career changes you don't always have to know I personally I feel like you at least should have an idea but yeah. you don't always have to know what you're gonna do with your major as long as you like it and you do with what you will with it like, like you I know promise, <laughs> productive. i promise everybody has changed the route at least yes. Yes. it yes. does not matter if you're set in stone in high school i promise that's exactly you. yeah i came I in nursing, you, nursing nursing you will change your major but that doesn't shouldn't be the end of the world yes like yes, yes. Saying. like you know like i promise you like you will find a way like out of yes. it i feel like just when you have that mentality and mindset i will get like you know that being motivated and I don't know I just feel like it's all in my mindset where I just keep you know going forward Mm -hmm. I'll get there I'll get somewhere and be successful I don't know how when where how what whatever but I will (laughs) and you'll see me you know and that's gotten me so far and yeah you just have to have that positive attitude be hopeful Uh and believe in yourself 
yeah. and that's an advice I'd give to to first gen first years and everything because sometimes you don't and, and I mean I do have my times where I'm like oh what am I really doing like do I really yeah. think like is this just all in my head am I just yeah. um but I know you just you just know no <laughs> yeah. no you just there's a there's a gut feeling yeah. there's yes. a gut feeling and like like yeah, you're so you right. just know. No, you're you just, just know. you're just so right. <laughs> <laughs> so le- that leads us into like our final question. What's the most rewarding thing about being first gen? As much as it hurts me, like sometimes it like uh, literally like it hurts me as in like it it backfires. I am so proud that I've gotten myself here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've had some some help. Like it's not literally been mm-hmm. all on my own. But mostly all on my own. Yeah. I've, I've fought, you know, hard to be where I am. And that makes me feel, that makes me feel happy to know that I can be an independent woman. I'm representing first gen, low income Latino Americans here. Mm-hmm. And I represent all of my family members, like all of their struggles, how they came to America is all worth it. And that's rewarding to me to know that also to me that I can be a role model to others mm-hmm. it, it does bring a lot of pressures but I know I would have loved to have someone to look up to personally and mm-hmm. role models I honestly did not because no one in my family got this part like they mm-hmm. did not make the best decisions mm-hmm. and so I was just kind of like I don't know I don't know what I'm doing like I'm just creating my own pathway and it's nice to have someone to fall back on like my mm-hmm. sibling my siblings and my cousins they have me if they have a question yes I'll help you mm-hmm. and that like creates such a sense of relief for them I imagine because whenever someone does help me oh it's just God. like wow like I have someone that is, is there for me when I um, coming in I didn't feel that way I feel like I had to answer everything myself mm-hmm. I feel like as a first-gen student um, I'm way more grateful for everything that has been handed not handed to me that has been like an opportunity for me um and also just more grateful for like every like all the little small things that other people the majority of those people on campus like take for granted um like there'll be times where i'm just like walking on campus just walking and i'll like get emotional because i'll be like wow like i'm really here and like bianca said like i'm the furthest um in my family that's gone like this far um so it just allows me personally to take a step back and be like oh my god like I've done this giving credit to myself but also just being grateful for everyone that's helped me to get to where I am today um and also like all the opportunities I've been given um to do these amazing things like being a mentor like um job opportunities um like scholarships everything like that um it puts everything into perspective and I think like this sense of like gratuity and this sense of like gratefulness won't go away like even when i get into my career even when i get past my career like every little step like i'll be grateful for everything and i feel like a lot of people might not have that in their lives might not have like the sense of being grateful because they've had everything handed to them um Mm -hmm. so i'm just really happy that i get to um reflect back on like my past and everyone that's helped me yeah um I definitely agree with all of that. It's definitely like reiterating what I said to a prior question. Um, like what makes me feel like reward rewarding as being a first gen student 
is um, not being a product of my environment and like rewriting my story. Like personally, I come from a family of like high school dropouts that have all experienced um, like addiction at some point in their lives. And like the, like at my senior graduation in the heights of COVID, um, I lost my uncle due to a heroin overdose. And, you know, those types of things aren't easy to come mm-hmm. into college with. It was like, what, how do I take these events from being low over and over and over again mm-hmm. and make it into highs? And, like, having having my story heard makes me feel like I'm seen for who I actually am mm-hmm. rather than my surface values, rather than the assumptions that are made about me on a daily basis. I feel like I, I, I do a crucial part and putting my story out there to make others who have a similar story feel welcome to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just to like add on from, from that is honestly, I don't know, if I weren't first gen, I don't know who I would be today. <laughs> it's helped me grow. It's who you are. It's like helped me grow so <laughs> much. Um, even though, you know, as we've talked about throughout this um, conversation, we had to figure out so many things on our own, but I feel like it's all shaped us to who we are today and I feel like it's made us so much stronger than if we were you know um, if we weren't a first-gen student so I think um, I think that's like the most rewarding thing like I feel like I wouldn't be who I am today and fight for like Latinos and also just first-generation students and students who are coming um, to college with having no idea what to do so I'm I, I think that's like I think I'm I'm so happy to be a first generation student. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think when I was like uh, when I was a fre- freshman, it was really it was like very like I don't know. I felt embarrassed to be a first generation mm-hmm. student, but today I feel like with the growth and just different mindset that I have now, it's shaped me who I am today, and I wouldn't change it for a thing. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to add on a little off topic, but like still in there. Something that's rewarding, and I always think, I, my family always wished to further their education. The highest my family ever got to was sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And it's so amazing to know I'm, I'm still learning, and I've learned so much, and I have, I'm intelligent. Like, <laughs> I would say, like, I get good grades. Like, like I have content in my brain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I but, like... But, like, it's, like, I'm learning, and I love learning. Yeah. Now, the school education system, like, the system is a, it's a little science. But, like, <laughs> I love learning. <laughs> and that is very rewarding because not only through, you know, we're all getting an education, and we're all creating this community on campus that I wouldn't have gotten if I wouldn't have been in college. Mm-hmm. If I would have been straight off, like, if I would have gone straight off into a job. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a different – you you learn people's uh, – sets of beliefs and values and you're able to you know conversate and have these discussions with people and learn so much about the world mm-hmm. and my there's like my prioritizations and my beliefs and values have changed or have been even more emphasized mm-hmm. and I love that because if I would have just stayed at home or you know went on to do my own thing in my job I wouldn't have the mindset I have today um i, I not only the self growth, but not to be like um, cheesy, but like I'm more woke now. So like, you know what I mean? And and I love that because I love being educated. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys so much. I also want to say that like knowledge is like power, and yes. I acknowledge yes. that like 
having like access to education is a privilege and I'm like more than happy to like take part of that and it's like Mm -hmm. uh, that's I guess why leading into like being like why it's so rewarding is because like you know we get this knowledge knowledge is key Mm -hmm. and knowledge can get us everywhere so it's like that's why I think it's like so rewarding to like actually be here, learn, you know, things like that. Meet with you guys, amazing, amazing, <laughs> amazing people. Um, but I think that's that's everything we have for today. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you. Podcast. Thank you. Um, well, thank you guys for listening into this episode, and I hope you tune in for our next podcast. If you'd like to be featured on our podcast or even have a topic that you would like to discuss. You can DM us on Instagram at JMUSGA. Please subscribe and rate us on any platform if you enjoyed. Thanks for listening.